When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ones. Welcome to another Radical Retro Rewind podcast. As always, I am your host, Ryan Hunter, along with co-host Rob, and we are doing Jason, Jason in Space. <laughs> you are not a franchise until you go to space. <laughs> so Jason has literally made it right now. All the other movies, rubbish. This is when Jason becomes immortal in the horror genre. Is He's in space now. We Right? We don't see Leatherface. We don't see Ghostface. Trash. Even Freddy. Even Freddy never got there. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> it's all about Jason because he went to space. So the first horror franchise icon to land in the atmosphere outside the Earth. Didn't Leprechaun also go to space at some point? Leprechaun did go to space, definitely. God help us. So, Radical Ones, we are doing Jason X, Jason 10. Honestly, Rob and I discussed this prior to recording. In the continuity of the Friday franchise, this is honestly the last movie because it takes place in the future. But for release date-wise, we're continuing, and then we'll go to Freddy vs. Jason. But just keep in mind, this is how, I guess, Jason ends. This is his future. One thing right off the bat from our last episode, you get the silver Jason mask. Well, you get a silver Jason mask. I get a silver one. You know, I I really did like how that design from Jason Goes to Hell made it. This one, this is very super 
Shredder. Oh my god, that is the perfect example. <laughs> yeah, he was due for a new mask anyway, and I'm actually glad they even showed his face, you know, throughout this movie because I was very curious what it would look like after the sewer incident, oh. and I'm surprised he can still see. It's it's so ridiculous how accurate and precise he is with this slicing and dicing only with like one eye or barely one eye. But based on last time, did he go to hell and then Freddy brought him? him back and then this is what happened after freddy versus jason so that's why he looks like jason and not jason from goes to hell yes yeah that that's the only thing that we've got we don't know exactly the timeline in between all of that but he walked away from the fight and somehow got captured was you know experimented on for regenerating this is very umbrella very umbrella corporation this is what they thrive on and it's always about money and you know weaponizing and all that stuff that's what Jason was used for so thank you for mentioning Resident Evil Rob because one of my notes for this whole entire movie was that it was a Resident Evil game brought to life if anyone wanted a Resident Evil movie that's more like the game that ending scene I mean this is far at the end but that ending scene when he's chasing them and he's breaking through the walls it's like the end boss of a Resident Evil game going after the heroes he's in his his new form, his final form, he's transformed into the end boss. Totally got a Resident Evil umbrella vibe. Okay, so two questions for you. First, I will ask, who do you prefer? Jason Reborn, aka Super Shredder, or do you like Super Freddy from the comic book of part five? <laughs> Do you remember that upgrade? I think for the camp that Freddy brought to the comic book, that scene, I'll go with that. Although, it was like, ha, fooled ya. I love that <laughs> part. Okay, last thing I wanted to ask was your thoughts on space movies in general as far as like the horror genre. Like when they go to space, are you more excited or do you think they're jumping the shark or is too cheesy? Like what are your thoughts when they go to space? <laughs> for this franchise, and when this originally came out, I remember in the movie theaters and seeing this on like a big banner and saying, what? In general, space movies? I'm okay with them. Like, I love Ghost of Mars, which I know some people really hate that movie. Even the Lost in Space remake they did in the 2000s. Like, I like that element of finding abandoned spaceships and you don't know what's on it and it's desolate. It's from our present, but their past and they discovering like, let's just say, our modern day stuff covered with cobwebs like they do in that movie. I like that. Well, these horror icons are not specifically just these high-level icons that we remember. Just the idea of like, we've done all of these movies here on Earth. Now, let's just go to space. Do you feel that they should be going to space when they have no place else to go? <laughs> Honestly, Rob, no. But <laughs> The answer is no. The answer is definitely no, Ryan. Don't be afraid to say it. It is not good. It's just never good. They, I, And I have to really deep research this because I'm sure there's a movie out there that's probably really good that decided to go to space in the horror genre but I have yet to see one there's no point in doing it there's no point not I, with Jason maybe not with an established character let's say if they brought Chucky into space no I think it could be done like that Ghost of Mars movie to me was really creepy but yeah. that's because it wasn't bringing something from Earth like Jason Voorhees <laughs> and then blasting him off well so like Critters Critters mm. made sense because they're from space they come to earth and then there's a movie when they're up in space so like that makes a lot more sense but like 
like these people chilling on earth all of a sudden they just find a way to get into space i can't i cannot <laughs> But I have to say, Rob, after last week's horror, horror of Jason Goes to Hell, this was an Academy Award winning movie. Yes, it looked like a sci-fi movie from 2002, which is where it came from, with terrible CGI. But God, will I defend this over Jason Goes to Hell. Jason in Space feels more natural to the franchise than what we got last time, I think. That's fair. Do you think almost like it seems like they tried to at least make it more cohesive with the original timeline with the cam and that aspect and not even mentioning the jumping into bodies and all that kind of stuff that woman the lead actress she's just basically saying that they couldn't kill him they kept trying to kill him and they couldn't not that he jumped into bodies blah 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 do you think it feels more friday to you no it does i mean you're right about that i mean the outline of a jason film is you know create an atmosphere and environment his killing grounds and then just give him as much body count as possible showcase different types of kills that he probably hasn't done before or give you higher heights to his strength and what he's capable of it's it's clear in this movie i want to jump to when they bring him onto the ship and he is you know kind of slowly moving but the way that it was filmed it seemed that all of the sexual musk in the air was waking him up. That's to me what it made it seem like. Because you had two couples messing around. This hot girl is sitting there like working or whatever. And it just seemed like with the moaning and everything, he just jolted. He just arose from, because that is his MO. It's like, if you guys are having sex, it's time to die. So to answer your question, this definitely falls under that same format that we're used to but you tell me if i'm wrong or if it's just a coincidence i think you're right they definitely were trying to play up that sex as in this is what friday the 13th is sex that will basically you're right almost awake jason because he just can't help himself killing horny teenagers but you know what rob and this is one of my notes and this is feels like the perfect time to bring it up besides the heat of the sex bringing jason back to life i honestly think that there's a narrative that Jason really is all about teenagers having sex and having gone through them again in order right now, that honestly is not as prevalent as you would think or remember. Yes, there's sex scattered throughout, but it's not like basically just teens having sex and showing their like breasts or nudity, which is almost what I feel like people think about this franchise. And I feel like this almost had the most sex or nudity from what we've actually seen leading up to this movie. So it seems like they really put it to the height. Just a side note. No, you're saying they put more nudity I feel like they elevated the- like the sex and like having those two couples have sex at the same time. The oh, robot being a okay. sex alluding to she could be like a sex robot too. And just the fact that they showed more nudity really feel like they were trying to make this like, okay, let's make this a hard R. Jason is sex. Jason is teens having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you could be right on this because in the earlier films there were I don't I don't know I I feel that there was enough nudity in like at least the first three but it wasn't mm. like combined with like a sex scene or whatever this one mm, yes yes may have been more towards the modern way of like having sex in a movie <laughs> but yeah no I mean I could I could see that for sure but it it had to be in this I mean didn't you love how that couple literally. Won 
wanted to like do it in right next to the body like literally next to the body i didn't get that at all that was just like how are you in the mood when all of this is happening it's so weird but their curiosity to collect him and um homegirl i forget her name is What's it Ro- name? Uh, rowan yeah rowan the the curiosity to collect her and all of that stuff i think that this story definitely is very cohesive as to why this is happening why he's in space you know the idea of freezing him because you can't kill him great idea right brilliant the idea of the knife going through the machine and causing her to get locked in and frozen great idea and the fact that it's so far in the future and they're collecting data from earth one oh my god earth one is brilliant you've got an expert and then the villain it's it's just it just makes sense i totally get it i think this is a very justified story i i'm, I'm not mad at how they got here it just sucks that we don't know how he got chained up and locked you know in the beginning like like Rowan, our character, she kind of alludes when she wakes up, like we mentioned earlier, that they tried everything to kill Jason, and then it was basically suggested to keep him frozen, not only to contain him, but as she said, for money, and to be able to exploit him or his powers in the future. What did you think of our lead heroine? I actually wrote Rob, like, so we get finally get, like, a heroine who is, yes, okay, she's, her mother was from the Philippines and her father was Irish. We get actually a lead that has some kind of difference from the previous nine movies. Again, we're leading towards the modern way of of filming, and it made sense to have her be the smart one and also kind of take lead. Along with a little bit of a diverse cast, there was a a couple of other people of color in this, even in the sort of like SWAT inventory, you know, the SWAT team that that was in here, they kind of... And then there's, you know, like, you know, Sergeant Brodsky, Peter Mensah, Mensah, excuse me. Yeah, he was a cool character, and he, he was... He was really good at what he did. I I enjoyed his character. I thought he was fun. So I agree, Rob. I liked the cast that we got. The only thing I will say to you is, did you think that this is the future where we evolved from the kids that were eating Tide Pods? Because how is it that this woman who was frozen for 4.5 centuries knew more than these scientists in the year 2455? This character, Rowan, knew everything. She came up with every suggestion and literally was defrosted a few hours ago and she knew more than these people this is the future that grew up after our tide pod eating generation grew up the next generation after that the future is scary because no one knows anything it is very scary and you know what else i noticed is the fact that they are on earth too and decided to you know just take another planet and just literally do the exact same thing because our head counselor who Whoever he is, the that scientist guy or whatever the hell he is, no Professor Lowe, the one who has that oh yeah dre fetish. <laughs> what? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that was funny. Well, so he, you know, is like, I need money. I need money now. And so it's like, okay, you go to Earth 2, you still carry on the same currency, and there's still tons of desperation to have as much money as possible. So this future clearly states that we have not learned from our mistakes. <laughs> Nothing. And we are just terrible, terrible beings. We just aren't fixable. That's basically what I just saw. But the technology of um, regeneration. That's amazing. I mean, technically, nobody has to 
die i guess if you can catch them before they their heart stops because arms are being regenerated to perfect health and you know this girl was brought back alive you know they've rethought out frozen people clearly there's a population problem who knows i'm just like that's some really cool advanced technology we got there did you like that it kind of was a throwaway line that gentleman that he calls forgive me if i'm wrong did they say he was paralyzed something like that but and to me if they could heal everything and, and make Jason's body a robotic thing that someone paralyzed in this year would be able to be fixed. But anyway, he says basically people that were found evidently that were frozen is nothing new in this world. But I thought it was fascinating that she had come from 400 and something years ago. To me, that's fascinating. As someone who likes ancient history now in in our real world, I think someone in the future coming to an Earth and then finding, like I said earlier, these abandoned labs and this woman it's almost like us finding a frozen cave person and throwing them back to life and seeing how they were i think that's fascinating yeah no i would agree i would agree on that and it's it's funny how they put that much detail in this particular story when it's just like just let jason kill people it's fine we don't need any of this question for you did you happen to connect to any of the characters like did you care about any of them to even receive a backstory or a reason why they're doing what they're doing because a part of it was like oh we got to keep him alive because we want to preserve what's going on and how is he regenerating himself and blah 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 like did we care about any of these characters do you think the only one honestly would be the lead if anyone rowan just because she was at least smart and she was even comforting the people that were going crazy in the future they made her wonderful so she's the only one that you would hope because she just got thawed out but you're right these characters are not likable there's a lot of female characters in this movie a few of them they are just there to be quote unquote the ones that lose their minds and like you know do the crazy things like not open the door when they're banging these were not likable characters rob well i would say that based on likability the, they pretty much died in the order that they sucked so <laughs> No, honestly, some of the last, like, three or four people that was left, I actually was okay with them. I thought they were cool. I mean, and, and the ones who actually did get to live, which was Rowan and Tusnarin. Tusnarin? Yeah, Tusnarin, the one who made the robot. Yeah, so those two, I, I mean, they were my favorite characters, and I am very biased because um, Tusnarin is played by Chuck Campbell. Now, Chuck Campbell might be familiar to some Nickelodeon 90s kids. He was in a very special dramatic episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, because this guy looked really familiar. He was in The Tale of the Dark Dragon who took Sardo's popular potion and became his cousin. <laughs> Holy crap. We always comes back to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow. Yeah, so I enjoyed... So he's, he's a horror... Um, he likes his field, evidently. This He's is an alum. Genre. He's an alum. He's an alum. So I really enjoyed his character, and I'm glad that he got to live through all this. And him and KM14, you know, she was awesome. I love the robot. You know what? Why didn't I state her, Rob? That actually is probably my favorite character, because she was funny. She kicked ass when she could. And I like that she was so logical that she was just like well i could try but this is not <laughs> like when she's at the end when he's uber jason and she's like well it doesn't look good but i'll do it totally would have loved to have seen more of her her zest for life she just wanted to be <sighs> real and you know and get everything that everybody else has it's like i want nipples she has them too <laughs> 
so she just thrives to be as as human as possible. It's all about the nipples. That's what makes she human. <laughs> Rob, I just need to address the way the starships look. Now, I'm not taking anything about the terrible CGI because this was early on. But did you enjoy the design of this spaceship? They looked like cartoon spaceships. They did not look like they fit in this movie. They were kind of like circular with... You're talking about the exterior, right? Every time, yes. Every time they had like an emergency thing that was attaching to them, it was like these little ships. And they basically were like circles with these little like tails. And they looked terrible to me. Terrible I design. can't say Maybe, that okay, I they put, weren't focusing on that. I can't say that I can put too much thought into the look of the spaceships. I mean, I I guess they looked okay. The the special effects though on sort of the outside of the ship and whatnot that was really bad. I also didn't really like the music either. The score was not very good in my opinion. Did you like the score though when they had the danger room esque camp? That's actually when I feel like they did a homage to his kind of esque music from the original ones yes. almost. I will say that when I was in theaters, that was the part that everyone got a kick out of because we we didn't get that camp scene that we usually would get in every film. And it was really nice for them to go back to that and just give us some old school. Because it was also the way that he presented it. So to Snarin was like, oh, I found this, you know, simulation from an 80s homage camp thing and I'm just like, oh, we're so old. <laughs> yes we're already ancient and this was a 19 when they make this movie 2002 so yeah, yeah we're old back then but aside from the <laughs> special effects on the exterior of the ships or whatever some of the practical effects i thought were great with the kills and whatnot i thought that was was pretty impressive so i gotta give them for that but yes they could have done a better job with how space looks in the future <laughs> and i believe it's just that one part when the spaceship or part of the spaceship breaks into that floating space station i want to say originally thought i thought it was a planet but i guess it was a space station there was no hiding that at all it was the worst cgi it didn't even look like a building i don't know if it's because i was on a blu-ray player but holy crap it didn't it age what it well is. put it that way they weren't thinking about people watching this probably in the future and going hmm rob another thing I need to ask your opinion about is scientists in the future. Why are they wearing Alyssa Milano outfits from Charm season two <laughs> that Phoebe Hollowell would have worn? Not only are they doing scientific things in these outfits, I mean, they're everywhere. Everyone is walking around half naked and with literally 1999 style sweaters that are like half sweaters. <laughs> The worst clothing ever for scientists. So I know you're referring to Adrian, our sort of like <laughs> second in command, like instructor, who I thought would have been a badass character if they allowed her to live. Me too. She was like straight, you know, she was like a straight shooter. She wasn't like a bimbet. She, you know, had low tolerance for dumbass kids. And she seemed like a very smart woman. She just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. If they allowed her to live, I bet you she would have been so kick ass. I actually like Adrian, but yes, yeah, she was wearing very 90s Tiger Beat outfits. Oh my god. The color scheme was very 90s. Yeah, I I 
I, that's just the way of the future. But what do you think? Do you think that is because, A, they thought this was, like, kind of cool for the future at the time because it looked modern? Or is it that it came back around again 455 years later, like, the style? Why would they pick something so close to the year's well, clothes that I'm, they filmed it in? I could be reading so much into it, into this, but the first thought in my head is that, you know, as the future goes on, more liberation and free expression kind of like comes up and you know it's not so professional or businessy when you're like you know teaching kids how to dissect bodies and and collecting stuff from old earth or whatever you know futuristic clothing usually has sort of that jumpsuit nylon fluorescent (laughs) look to 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 it you know polyester and stuff and i guess they just wanted to kind of like not go there and keep it very early 2000s fashion and just say that they never really changed since then <laughs> every time and it's a serious scene like that scene when jason is actually warming up i guess from the sex and coming alive like rob was saying i'm looking at this woman and i'm like okay clearly she doesn't need to be in a white lab coat to make her a scientist but it just took me so out of it because she is just so like i guess objectified too like she looks so sexy while <laughs> doing these this autopsy on him but whatever the case is i mean it is what it is but yeah fashion didn't change that much i mean just look at what what's his face the guy who dies first after he's like having sex i forget his name like you said there's so many men and women in this movie that get killed forget what his name was but anyways he's wearing that like green sort of like neon like club shirt club kid shirt you know so yeah i mean the fashion i think they just wanted to keep it very modern and same and like nothing's changed so yeah uh, it's kind of all over the whole cast they're just kind of wearing whatever it was s club seven basically 1999 close yeah (laughs) did you notice that jason prior to become uber jason looked so much like kane hodder i did see more of kane hodder in this in this look yeah I totally noticed that, and and I'm glad that he continued, you know. I don't know if they put him in, like, a bodysuit and gave him more mass or whatever, or maybe he just looks like that at that point, but, yeah, no, he looked pretty cool. I was watching a interview with Kane in preparation for today's podcast, and he does mention the beloved Jason Goes to Hell, and that even when he was filming that at the time, he said, wow, this is, like, completely off what Jason would have done. So I love it that someone who's played Jason, you know, and he was, what, he's played it four times. Even felt that about Jason Cosell. God, you know, anytime I could badmouth that movie, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a full body, he mentioned in Jason Goes to Hell, that he could not breathe in because he said it was completely covered and the mask didn't even come off. Gotcha, so, yeah, I figured I as much. in this... Because that robotic look when we get Uber Jason, which how do you feel about that look? Is that what you would think of a Jason that's futuristic or is that too much for you? Well, you know, it's crazy. Like they couldn't regenerate his own skin. So they had to give him robotic parts. And I thought that that was very authentic to the technology. They didn't like bear off the rules or whatever. And, you know, obviously a sci-fi movie has to come into play here with robotics and machines and stuff. So it made sense for him to be that the 
whole bulletproof thing is a little weird because I mean maybe right. because he's already dead, but it's like if you're gonna bring him back to life and give him enhancement, why would you make him bulletproof? Like none of the other humans are bulletproof when they get new body parts. But maybe that's just me no, not right? understanding the technology world or how that works. That's why sci-fi is not my thing. No, I thought the look again. It's just super shredder. That's pretty much all that it, <laughs> it is. Really is great. But this is what kind of sucks is that yeah we may have gotten a new look, but we didn't get to see what full potential of what uber jason can do i mean yes he's bulletproof and he was kind of walking with more of a stature but did he have like you know laser eyes or like the bionic arm what could it do like we didn't really get much of it he just wrestled with home dude in space why do i feel like if they would have continued with this look he would have had laser eyes by like the next one (laughs) like by jason 11 he would have been shooting things and so i totally get the concept of his enhancement and like shredder even went through the same thing like he knocks a couple of wood docks off and then he just gets buried but like we didn't get to see what uber jason could do so it kind of sucks as far as a missed potential but his look is great did you forget that that happened so late in the movie honestly because i almost forgot about the transfer i know it sounds crazy because that's the whole look of the movie but at a certain point rewatching this i'm like wait is it ending (laughs) and then i completely forgot about the machine i'm like wait no the the robot has to fight him again and well this is a good question because we are told that nothing can kill him but the way that his body just went into pieces do you think that he was dead before he got upgraded because i'm like i'm sure you guys tried to blow him up in the past right she said i think she says they tried to blow him his head literally came off like everything was in pieces do you think he died based on what she said how they tried to kill him no i'm gonna say that if he had died because to me then they could have brought back all those other people back to life then with their machines so i'm gonna say that it's just because he's jason the big portion of his chest his arm gone right his leg gone he was still lifting himself up trying to now that i gotta say was actually pretty creepy to be honest and but it wasn't until his head came off that they were like okay he's done right but the, but the way that he was upgraded to me it may it seemed like that he had officially died and this was like the loophole because no demon resurrected him no lightning brought him to life it was this technology so it's like i don't know did they like shit on their own rule and actually kill him how do you come back from that how does he come back from exploding and jason goes to hell i mean i guess he's went to a different body but you're right the rules with that are not i feel like established with was he dead or not to me personally rob i feel like he wasn't dead only because he just seems like he can't die at this point point. So with this movie, we got the highest kill count. He's killed the most people in a single movie in in this film than the others, a total of 21. And what did you think of the kills that we got in this one? I really liked the first kill in the future with the frozen face with the scientist and he shatters her. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. He didn't know that was going to freeze her, clearly. He must have just thought he was going to drown her, but the fact that that happened... But his natural instinct to see something so hard shell is to bash it on a table because he didn't think she was alive. I mean, dead yet. So let's just bash her face in to make it like final. I mean, my goodness, her freezing her head was like, that was enough. Like, nope, let's just shatter her face on this poor thing. Poor Adrian. You like that effect too? It almost looked like they sprayed her face with shaving cream. And it like. <laughs> well, it was the instant way that it just like in the water when she's like screaming. And yeah, ooh, that was heavy. 
that was heavy. They tried so hard not to like reveal her boobs when she's being grabbed. <laughs> he looked like such a creeper. But yeah, that's one of the best deaths I think we've gotten in the whole series. I also really enjoyed the guy who fell off the balcony and onto that like drill bit. Oh. And he kept twisting down into the drill bit. His his what about the video game deaths? Did you like that those two were playing a video game and then you think they're dead, but oh wait, they're still talking and then it kind of goes into that simulation again that they're sitting there and Jason's like, what the hell? So that I think is what I wish we had gotten more in this movie because when you are going to adapt these characters who don't have any knowledge about like how space works and all of this stuff like you're putting him in a new environment and he seemed to have adapted so well like there was no point putting him in space so i like the idea that he was like chopping up video game simulations and not knowing what the hell was going on and you know also again when they bring him back to the old school and he's very confused about where he is i like that i wish they had done more of that because his navigation of the ship where he was hiding the way that he was jumping out of places sneaking around like he shouldn't be knowing this ship that well to be doing all of that so it just seemed kind of a waste and it didn't have to be like mocking him or making fun of him but let's create a challenge for jason or give the heroes an upper hand the fact that he doesn't know what the future is you know and i it to me it would just would have been a lot better with that but with that scene being said why did this little boy think that he could just hop on jason and try and like he strangle him up? i mean i get it you want to defend your friend or whatever but like dude literally gave you a way out to live the rest of your life and you chose to come back and try and like hop on his back like dude told you to run live right and oh and then the way he cracked his back and then just throw him like a ragdoll oh my god that was yes, brutal snapped him he snapped him and it's crazy because earlier jason his frozen body this is the kid that he gets his arm sliced off by the frozen machete even frozen jason was still able yeah. to get a lemon that was great going back to that scene that you're they're doing that vr vr madness i like when oh my god rob what is his name the scientist tassini <laughs> <laughs> just just too snaring is what i call what i call just him that gentleman jason's looking at the door of a cabin he things but the door is actually open for them and he's like i think he saw me i think that was creepy yeah because it's actually this wide open area and at least they have this slight barrier because jason thinks it's a door but during that scene with the sleeping bag i gotta say that homage i think that was a great kill as well because those girls are laughing still because they're fake and he's hitting the women with the sleeping bag over and over and over that and was over so good i just love how they they just wrapped up all of the 80s in, in like one scene. <laughs> hey, you want a beer? Or do you want to smoke some pot? Or we can have premarital sex. And they're just in there giggling and laughing in the sleeping bags. And, you know, I just love the initiative and the creativity in his death. How do I take out these two women with one stone? Let's just take Damn. one and beat the other with them. And then to just put the icing on the cake, after I'm done beating one of them, I'm going to take the sleeping bag and just beat it against a tree. That was the best thing ever. I'm telling you, in this theater, we were dying. It was so 
funny the way that he and the girls are just still laughing and then, <laughs> and then he just takes one and just knocks it off a tree i just thought that was amazing he is an asshole <laughs> but doesn't that show that that is what people want jason in a freaking camp setting with campers i mean that is what they want and two i can't go past the scene rob without telling you this story so growing up my best friend growing up philip this was his jason movie okay and he loved this scene he used to like always quote this these two girls with you want to have premarital sex and smoke pot and have premarital sex so there was this guy that was like a, a jerk or something and one night we like prank called him and left these two girls talking on his answering machine do you want to smoke pot and this is the days back when we used to have god what was that journaling website i think it was my journal or something.com or i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about or something like that yeah the next day he's like i got this crazy message where these women were asking me if i wanted to have anal sex he completely heard completely not what the people said the two girls talking about premarital sex he's like they asked me if i wanted to smoke pot and have anal sex (laughs) i don't know i just always think about this story has nothing to do with jason but just that scene that's funny (laughs) what do you what how do you else do you feel about this movie so okay (laughs) so here's where it started to get really jarring so towards the end we're giving like so many multiple endings like just when you think jason's been stopped nope let's give them another obstacle to overcome so jason gets blown to bits then he gets you know revived right then they have to figure out how to escape and that dumb bitch kitza or kanza or whatever her name is kanza decides to (laughs) decides to ruin the escape ship for everyone oh my god i don't even want to go into her right now that woman was the worst she actually flying it herself did she attempt to fly she tried to she tried to take off but it was still connected to the ship and so it just blew up why would she think if she can't she's scared she did not give a shit about anything or anybody like she literally just took it press go and 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 hope for the best it was horrible so there's that then there was there was something else that was going on so they were about to get rescued and then like more shit started to happen and it's like oh we gotta send somebody out to fix it so we can get the door open i'm just like how many obstacles do they have to do to get out of this ship and then they have a timeline and like they have until this to get out and then jason comes flying towards the escape pod that they were in oh my god and then the guy you know and then home dude had to sacrifice himself like which really pissed which me off that he didn't get him, to i mean we he, we thought he was dead originally yeah yeah and th- and then he ends up saving a lot of people this gentleman yeah but like, it was he it, saves it was just everybody like, technology just does not work in the future because like everything was going wrong no matter what they were doing they had to recalibrate something or something just right. off Nothing's the changed. rails Nothing. and they just had to do so much extra work to get off that ship it was just annoying I was and like, yet oh Rowan knew everything she's like wait but what about if we go into this part of the ship i'm like this woman is 450 years old she comes from 2009? <laughs> we don't even know this in 2021. Yeah. Like, what the f- <laughs> well, just to give like a small shout out in the beginning of the film, David Cronenberg, a very famous director, did have a cameo. He insisted on being in this movie and he insisted on dying. Like he really just <laughs> wanted to die by the hands of Jason and he got his wish. So they allowed him on set and, and filmed his scene or whatever. And, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, look, this movie, to me, it has a rewatchable quality. But when you are actually, like, choosing to watch this movie, it's it's a little difficult. Like, especially when you just know what's going to happen and you're learning, you're looking for certain parts to come up and you're just like, okay. Um, I would say the whole SWAT team trying to, like, get him down in the thing. That was fun. I get yeah, that. Yeah. And, but it's just after a while, it's just like, uh, do we want to, I don't know. It's, it's. It's kind of hard to rewatch after a while. I think I have maybe two more times of this, and then I just can't see the appeal anymore. It's just too much for me. But I will say this. You've got nine movies up until this point. It is very repetitive for them to continue to just do this camp scenario over and over again. Like, you have to expand it. I would have just taken him into residential area instead of the city, but space just apparently just seemed the best, campiest way to take the franchise. I mean, they I I don't know what else to say, but that's that's (laughs) pretty much the best thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get it. They're trying something new. It's the thing that you do with horror. You know, you have to see how they adapt into the future. Unfortunately, we didn't get a lot of that. That's the thing. So I just felt it was a little bit of a missed opportunity if I'm really trying to critique this. But at the end of the day, the fact that this movie has the most kills out of the franchise, they clearly gave us what they wanted and they paid attention to almost every death. I could maybe remember three deaths that happened off camera. But other than that, yeah, there was a lot of guts and body parts and gore. You remember what they did to the pilot and how he was all oh, over the place? God. Like, and what I, about the great with the woman? The, that oh, woman. Yes. <gasps> now, yeah, all. All of that, I think, was really cool. So, I mean, they gave us what they wanted. It's just the premise was just a little off for me. Would you have preferred it if KM-14, the robot, would have been a bigger part of the movie fighting? Because I gotta tell you, I can't get enough of her scene. She did very, very well. I don't know where they got the outfit from, but apparently they just had a stash. It was stash really like Jill and... Valentine, uh, Dino Crisis, or yeah. Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very Hellraiser for sure. So like, let me oh, just go into homegirl's closet and just borrow something while I take this dude out. Um, no, her her scene with him was great, and they clearly had the machinery to like really bust him up with all those bullets. Yeah, that was crazy to see. But uh, I mean, I, I think she played a good part in the movie. What I mean, because you don't want it to seem like one sided. Oh yeah, let's just send the robot in to go get him. Right, right. It, but it gives them a chance, like you said. It gives them slightly a way to say, okay, we could level the playing field slightly. Yeah. Because there's no Tina from part seven that could telekinesisly throw him, I guess. But I'm glad they had something that it's not just, okay, Jason's going to just take us out one by one. Do you like that her head was for me? Because I feel like they totally saved the head for a potential sequel. <laughs> I mean, this is like, Cumber- what's a Cumberback? The one with the aliens? Uh, prequel when the, he was the robot and they save his head. Uh, you're talking about Cumber- Prometheus. Prometheus, Ar- but yes. You're, you're talking about it's not Cumberbatch. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, God, what is his name? <laughs> it's Fastbender. You're talking about Fastbender. Yes, yes. Cumberbatch. You're funny. Yeah, no, you're talking about Fastbender. Um, no, yeah, the head, the brain, the I don't know what they call it, but yeah, the, the brain, as long the as that's intact. The motherboard. Yeah, you can Is connect it? that to any body or something, so, you know, as long as you save the head, you're good. She's gonna live on, but now. Well, we didn't want her, that, that couple to break up. Like, there's gotta be a future. You know, they were together. <laughs> they got together. Even she initiated it. She was just like, I like you. We're, like, we're gonna bone after 
after this is all over, okay? At first, I'm like, please don't do this right now. People are dying. I thought they were going to go for the sex. I'm like, oh, no. Am I reading too much into the ending of this movie? I thought Earth 1 was dead. So where did Jason land? And why Earth were those two. people still wearing? It was, that Earth, was two. Earth 2. Yeah, that was okay. Earth 2. Yeah. Every, like that I said, everything sense. is the same. Everything's the same. Still can't be, you know, stuff. Let's go, you know, check out shooting stars and whatnot. Home dude might still be alive too. Cross your fingers if the suit protected him. I thought that's what's happening. Because didn't Jason basically take the flames almost and he's indestructible? So yeah. he should be able to. Man, Look, I honestly. If they did a follow up, let's hope. I would love to see this sergeant be like the new lead into this or whatever. <laughs> and the head, the robot's head is going to magically fall down too. It's just going to be. So that was Earth 2. Yes. And those clothes that they were wearing. So even on Earth 2, they are wearing late 90s, 2000s clothes. All right. All right. It was Earth 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you have preferred he had fallen through a time loop <laughs> and gone back to Earth? one in the 80s <laughs> they could have rebooted the series again you know honestly i forgot that he had went into earth's atmosphere i thought that he was floating in space till, <laughs> to, till this day oh i honestly did i didn't think that he just completely just shot right down into it. earth but yeah i thought that he was floating in the air i mean in in space this whole time i didn't know that he ended up somewhere so so clearly jason's legacy never dies we might be ending the franchise with the reboot in a, little, a few weeks. But keep in mind that this is actually the future for Jason. Jason lives. <laughs> Jason <laughs> lives, Rob. Yes. Can't kill him. To, to sum up your feelings of Jason X. So you say you got maybe two more viewings of this. Yeah, this viewing, this last viewing was really hard to, to pay attention and to have fun with. I was, you know, trying to take my notes and I was just like, okay, we need, we need to in this like i i can't oh anymore. well b- because of the fact that we didn't get uber jason to the end it just seemed like such a waste i'm i'm just like just hurry up just hurry up and i think it also could be because i'm doing this whole marathon thing with it too and it's just like yes it, and another part of me is just like i just want to get to freddy versus jason that's that's what i wanted i just want to get to that movie well here we are we're, we're, we're just touching the tip of it right now yeah i gotta say again i don't know if it's because i hate the last movie so much just had a lot but of fun I had with it. So much fun. That's with this. cool. Fun. That's that's great. That is amazing. I'm glad you did, as you're supposed to. And seeing Jason actually throughout the movie, and not a quote unquote body swap. It's the little things. And there's a podcast that I love called Movie Geek and Proud, where the host says, "You know what? There's no guilty pleasures. You f those haters." <laughs> be proud of your taste i guess this is my guilty pleasure because so much better so much better than the last one although that doesn't mean anything in the scheme of things no it is so good that you still found your you know joy in this and are you still recommending it to people to watch anytime over jason goes to hell i will say you know what a good jason is you ever see Jason X? You ever see Jason with the robot? You go to X. Would you recommend this, Rob? Or you can't. You can't even recommend this. I, I think any hardcore Jason fan would get a kick out of this movie. Somebody watching it today who doesn't really know of Jason or the franchise, this is one of the cheesiest things that they'll be pissed off at me about. Like, they would never trust my taste ever again. But we'll talk about the movie that should be recommended in our retrospect episode. We'll... we'll- my god it's not over yet next week is freddy versus 
Jason on Friday the 13th. We're raising two horror icons from their grave. And I don't mean Freddie and Jason. I mean Rob and David. (laughs) And first time ever, all three co-hosts will be on the same episode. I don't know how I'm even going to edit it because it's going to be so full, jam-packed, and mad. Yeah, no, I predict a shit show. But I'm so excited to talk about this movie in all its shape or form. It's going to be so cool. Rob, where can people find you when you are not on the Radical Retro podcast? Currently on Movie Geek and Proud, you can listen to this movie podcast, basically promoting the idea that there are no guilty pleasures. People should always be proud of the taste, whether they like or dislike a movie, and go against the grind. Love your taste. Currently still doing the summer camp and other movie tour along with Ryan. So we just did an episode of this past Wednesday visiting cheerleading camp with the movie Fired Up. And next week, next Wednesday, we are visiting drama camp, Camp Ovation, hanging out with all sorts of queer kids in the film Camp from 2003. So yeah, definitely check that out. Next month, Brunch with the Hollowells, the Charm Podcast, will be back from break and starting off with season seven recap of the series. Very excited by that. And you can always reach the Radical Retro Rewind podcast on Instagram, one word, and YouTube. As always, we are updated every Friday. And what else do we got? Everything. Everything's going on. You don't want to miss next Friday. Freddy's coming for us, and we're ready. (laughs) Can't wait. Fun, fun, fun discussion. We'll see you next week, and take care until then. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.